This is the 442nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and I'm here at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the Falcons prevailed 29-10 over the Indianapolis Colts in a much-needed win to push their record to 7-8. With two games to play, they are still in the division title race and in the playoff hunt. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles, and we're going to hear from Coach Arthur Smith. Uh, we wanted to know right away how Taylor Heineke played against the Colts. Could you discuss the player Taylor Heineke and what he provided for you today and no turnovers? Yeah, he provided, yeah, I mean, he kept the offense in rhythm. Uh, we wanted to be aggressive and certainly executed the plan. And, uh, you know, it helps. He got a lot of experience and you could feel it. And we got into a lot of drives and a lot of guys contributed. And I thought he did a phenomenal job today. Could you speak to your defense and the six sacks that they had as they yeah. got after uh, yeah, Gardner you know, today? You know, it's... Uh, it helps when you've got really smart players because, you know, the opening drive, they converted the first third and long. They got a little no huddle, uh, and there was a DPI, and they got, you know, all in there. And uh, a couple things tweaked in game. I thought uh, those guys, you know, Ryan and, and Jerry and Jack and the players started throwing different looks, made them hold an extra tick, give or take, and the guys played really well up front. And, uh, you know, same thing with situational football as a team. That's been a thing that's kind of stopped us a little bit not handling in the half. Uh, you know, when you defer in the middle eight, everyone would look at it. And uh, we were able to do that. We were able to get points right before. I mean, there was a minor clock issue, but we were going to run it timeout, so we had to kick off, which we didn't want. But we, we got what we needed, and they came back and got the touchdown. And those are, that's, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. When you talk about double and up, double possessions, that's a 10-point swing. And that's how you can win games if you can control those situations. And everybody was in tune in all three phases. It was a good team win. And how uh, much, how big was this win for you in the bigger uh, playoff and division uh, title picture? Well, we just, you know, you know how the season goes. I mean, it's just the focus was we needed to get that win. You know, you want to be relevant late in the year. Obviously, um, you know, it's good to win this time of year and, and, and be in it. And, uh, you know, we got to get ready. Obviously, tomorrow's Christmas. And, other things around the holiday season, but we got to get back to work and get ready for Chicago. 
All right, that was Coach Smith. Uh, you know, yeah, they're ready to celebrate Christmas in a better mood than the, had they not pulled out the victory here tonight. Now, uh, the defense uh, had a, a good day, six sacks. So we wanted to talk to defensive end Arnold Ebikati about the play of the defense. Being the boo, just understanding, having a game plan, just going out there and executing. You guys have always been team win, team loss. There have been games though this year where this defense has carried the team to wins. This time it was a much more balanced effort today. How do you kind of describe what this offense was able to do and kind of take the pressure off you today? Well, it feels good just to play complimentary uh, football. You know, offense went out there and, and made big plays. So it was kind of our job to go out there and stop that offense, something that that's all standing something that we're comfortable doing. So uh, just offense, defense, special team, kind of everybody fitting out of each other. Uh, it felt great, great out there. Yeah, complimentary football has been an issue for the Falcons, but they were able to do it right before the half, got the field goal, came out, scored a touchdown, 10-point swing. They were in business, and all they had to do was just, you know, not have the major blow-up here. Now let's get right to Taylor Heineke, the starting quarterback, he was 23 of 33 for 229 and a touchdown pass today. Here's what he had to say about the victory over the Colts. All right, Taylor, could you uh, take us through, um, you know, the game and uh, uh, a couple touchdowns, five uh, field goals for the offense today? Yeah, I thought we played a pretty clean game. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. Obviously, the story of the season so far has been, you know, turnovers and self-inflicted wounds and that was kind of our message this week. Hey, let's not beat ourselves. Um, let's make them go beat us. So I thought we played a really clean game. Uh, I tried to get the ball in my hands quick, but those playmakers do their thing. Um, obviously, you want to kind of punch it in a little bit more when you get down there, but um, a win's a win, so we're happy with it. The opening drive, you got a, a big run by Bijan and uh, then the uh, touchdown pass to Kyle. Uh, what did you see on that play? Yeah, obviously, Bijan having a big run. It's, it's awesome. Get a lot of juice going. And, and then the... The play was we had a curl and we had a little corner behind it and I saw um, the kind of corner take that curl slash out and I saw a big area for, for Kyle in the end zone. So kind of just laid it out in the area, let him go get it. Um, but that's that's how we want to start. You know, we come out and start fast, put some points on the board and, and go from there. So uh, from, from start to finish, I thought we played really well. And complimentary football-wise, how big was it to get that field goal right before the half and then come out? get the fumble recovered, and then go on a touchdown drive there. Yeah, it's huge. Again, uh, Art talks about the middle eight all the time. Uh, and you can you can win and lose games in that middle eight right there at, at halftime. So, again, going down there, getting those three points, and then uh, coming out back with the second half and, and scoring a touchdown, um, it's huge for us. That's a ten-point swing. Um, and uh, it helps helps all phases of the game. You know, obviously, I found that first snap wasn't a good feeling, but you know, we, we rallied and, and got through it. And uh, the block, uh, I think the play was shortly after that, where he uh, got a block for Bijan uh, mm -hmm. on, on that play and kind of got the sidelines going over there. Uh, yeah. Trying to play some football there. Yeah, I didn't really anticipate blocking today, uh, <laughs> but you know, I hand the ball off and kind of carried out my fake and saw he was reversing field and. So, you know, I've said this before, and, you know, every time I go out there, I kind of play like it's my last play, it's my last game. Um, you know, playing the NFL is a very special opportunity, and when you get your number called, it's, it's, it's special. So I go out there, I leave it all on the field, and so I have to be a corner right there. And, um, I hope it looked better than it felt. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but, um, you know, anything to get the guys going, uh, a lot of juice, that was, that was cool. All right, that was Taylor Heineke, the Falcons quarterback. Now, uh, we always have to check in with 
Defensive end Calais Campbell, he uh, left the game briefly with a shoulder-slash-arm injury but returned to finish the game. Here's what he had to say about the defense in the game against the Colts. How do you feel about the defense performance today? Man, today was the best we played all year, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it was good to see, you know, uh, a lot of young guys stepping and making plays. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach, I mean, it was great to see him get two sacks, you know, uh, uh, Clark, you know, stepping up, uh, you know, just kind of taking turns making plays. And it was it's fun to see, you know, I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think we're rush and coverage goes together, mm-hmm. stopping the run. Physical. I mean, they had a couple plays, you know, you know, that they're going to make. I mean, it's football. They're a good, talented team. Mm-hmm. But I feel like all around, we had a great game plan. We executed at a high level. And, uh, you know, but it really was just, you know, fun to play football. Like, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, when you're doing it right, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the key to stopping uh, Taylor? Uh, he was coming back, and everybody I mean, knows yeah, he's I, I made sure that guys know. Yeah, he's different. Yeah. I played against him before. Like his speed is different. Right. Like, do not take him lightly. Make sure you understand that when he's in that game. And all the guys are, you know, other guys are good too. I mean, you know, you see that potential, but 28 is different, you know. Right. And so uh, a lot of it was just, you know, linebackers coming downhill, getting to him before he gets going because he has that different level of speed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, a lot of it was just setting edges, making him have to stop his feet before he wants to. And I mean, you saw in the backfield, he was stopping his feet a lot. Right. A couple times he still scored it through, got a couple yards, you know, but it was five, four, you know, which he could live with. But you weren't giving him those big holes where he can get 20 and then make a guy miss and take the house. And so a lot of it was just making him stop his feet before he wanted to. Well, that was the veteran, Calais Campbell. Now the young guy has been coming on here. Uh, Defensive end Zach Harrison had two sacks today after having his first one last week against Carolina. Here's what Zach Harrison had to say about his play against the Colts. What was the key for the defense today um, stopping uh, Gardner Minshew and the Colts? I mean, everybody's doing their job. Do your job, and everybody, all eleven, do your job on the same page. That's that's what you're gonna get. And uh, you know, you all had six sacks. You were able to get um, a couple in there. Uh, how'd that feel after getting your first one last week? <clears throat> yeah, it felt good. You know, I gotta give glory to God, though. You know, without Him, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't wouldn't be here today. So you know, the strength I was out there to just go, you know, play my game. And uh, John uh, Calaris was saying, hey, you know, he was telling y'all about Jonathan Taylor. How were y'all able to do uh, a good job on him today? Yeah, no, I, I played against him in college. You know, he's That's always, right, always been a good back. State, so you know, yeah. just gotta you know make it hard on him. You know, make it. Uh, don't let him get downhill. Don't let him run behind his pads. You know, make him pitter patter his feet back there, and you know, let let the linebackers flow and make them make the tackles, man. So I feel like that's what we did a good job of. Yeah, how big of a win was this for the team, given the division race and the yeah. playoff implications? I mean, it was huge, man, because it was the next win. You know, we gotta handle our business, you know, and, and see where the chips lay. But you know, this was a big win for us. You know, just to get momentum, and now we're on to Chicago. All right, Zach Harrison, rookie defensive end from the Ohio State University. Uh, tight end Kyle Pitts got open on a 24-yard uh, corner route to get the Falcons on the board for their first touchdown. Here's what Kyle Pitts had to say after the game. Hey, this is uh, he walked through the touchdown play. Uh, the play, you know, we were intent, hoping, you know, they play a certain coverage to a certain personnel, and they did, and we executed. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, how big was it? Fast drive, y'all. They they scored. Y'all came and answered like, "Hey, we was gonna be here all day." Uh, it's just a mentality attack. You know, that was that was what we were going into this week with, and for the rest of the year, and mm-hmm. just playing balls to the wall. Yeah. Hey, how big? Uh, you've been here three now. How big of a win was this for you guys to stay in the hunting? Very big. Very Here's big. Title and all that stuff still on the table. 
very big uh, for us. Uh, just, you know, for each week to just keep putting the work in. And um, obviously, like you said, you know, this being my third year is a pretty big game, um, being in the hunt and, you know, fight for the playoffs. So it's, it's, it feels a little different. All right, Kyle says it feels a little different. Yeah, on the defensive side of the ball, Jesse Bates was all over the field. Six tackles or interception, two passes defense. Here is Falcon safety Jesse Bates. You know, you look at the stat line and it says Jesse Bates, but um, I wouldn't be able to do any of that, you know, without all the film study we do together, um, you know, from the coaches to, you know, my, my, my peers, my teammates. Um, you know, we do a really good job of, you know, knowing what guys are doing throughout the week and, um, it's just a reflection of what, you know, what we're doing, what we believe in. And like I said, I can't I can't do it without AJ staying on top of the post and me being underneath it. And, um, I can say I can continue to go on about, you know, the teammates that I have. Um, so, yeah, props to them. This defense just seemed charged up six sacks in total for them as well. I mean, what was it about this game? Like, I felt like it was really kind of the first time this whole team kind of came together. Yeah, we've been talking about putting four quarters together all year. Um, and I think this is probably the most dominant uh, game that we've had throughout the year, uh, which is great. You know, you want to play these type of games at this type of time. And, uh, it's, a, it's a great win to build off of. Um, you know, we can celebrate and enjoy, have a happy Christmas with the win, um, and then get back to work uh, when we get, get back to work. Um, and, and go beat the Bears. Did you discuss the job you all did on Jonathan Taylor? Um, I mean, it, it, on the back end, you know, we, we play coverage. Um, and, and that front, I mean, Coach Nielsen, uh, if y'all can hear him in the meeting room, I'm not surprised one bit. Um, so, yeah, it's just something that they've been doing all year. Um, you know, it's a, a really good back, a dynamic back, but uh, you got guys up front like David coming back and, you know, bringing a little bit more spark. Uh, it's good to see. What does it mean to have just such a good win, have a good Christmas, but also enjoy well? a lot. Yeah, it means a lot. Um, like I said, we we put in a lot of hard work. Our families, uh, you know, sacrifice a lot for us to you know do what we do, um, and for us to come out with the win and uh, you know still keep those playoff hopes alive. Um, you know, I always tell guys we got two more weeks guaranteed together, um, and we'll see how much you know this team means to one another. And uh, I mean, you turn on that tape today, you'll see it. Do you feel like, could you guys maybe sense a little bit of that outside noise? Because Caden said he didn't have, he doesn't have social media yet. He could sense some of that negativity, but you guys are closer than that. Yeah, I'm with Caden. Um, you know, the, our dad, us dads in this locker room, <laughs> we, we try to stay off social media as much as possible. But uh, all that outside noise, that's something that you have to deal with throughout this profession. Um, I think, like I said, it's, could have been easy for you know guys to listen to you know guys are getting fired we could be moving on people can let go of the rope at any time um, and I thought we did a really good job of continue to pulling that rope today um, and it's just good to see like I said we deserve this um, the city deserves this and it's another good win for us to build off of how can this just help the chemistry or the uh, confidence of this team a win like this in these final two games as you try to make the playoffs yeah it's a big win like I said these games are you know playoff type like games and um, I know one thing, we get in the playoffs. I mean, it's not a lot of teams I want to see us, I think. All right, that was uh, Allison Mastrangelo from Channel 2 in there uh, on the Jesse Bates interview asking a lot of the questions. I jumped in there too. Uh, but, uh, you know, was a, uh, you know, he was heavily requested, so they had him up against the wall. And also here with uh, Bajan Robinson, there's also uh, a lot of folks waiting for him outside of the locker room, outside of his locker. And here's what Bujan had to say after the game. 
How big was the 32-yard run to get the offense jump-started there in the first quarter? Yeah, um, you know, I got to give honor, you know, give honor to God for, for bringing us out of that game and just give him all the glory for the win and for, for us just getting to have a, a nice Christmas with our family. But it was huge. It was a huge, uh, huge play for us, you know, just to get get going early. And, you know, we when we start fast and, and even off of that, getting the ball to Kyle in the end zone, like – I think that's what that's when we're clicking, and that's when you know we, we can get everybody going in the offense early. So it, it was definitely a good momentum starter for us um, in that game. All right, that was Bajan Robinson. Um, tight end Johnu Smith had one of those big plays, a little screen pass that uh, he took for a first down on a long uh, third down conversion. Here is Falcons tight end Johnu Smith. You know, you protect the football as a quarterback, and you get the offense flowing. Um, you know, I think you. Uh, you get a check in my book, man. But, um, you know, I think he was great. I think he was confident. I think he led us. Um, and, you know, that's expected of him. Man. He's played a lot of great football in this league, uh, won a lot of, um, you know, meaningful games. He's been a good player for a long time. Two high-scoring games this season, high-scoring half, have come with him playing quarterback. Why should he be the guy running the show for this stretch run? Man, man, you know, honestly, um, wh- whoever is back there, you know what I mean? And as, as long as you know, we're continuing to win, um, you know, it doesn't matter, man. We, we got great guys all across the board. And um, he absolutely um, definitely uh, solidified, um, you know, just, you know, you know his, his position and, you know, solidified, you know, his, his presence. And, um, you know, we'll continue to, uh, to to feed off of that, man. Um, and we got confidence, like I said, whoever goes back there. But right now he's back there and we're riding with him. A couple times this year on the offensive side of the ball, we've heard, hey, we can be explosive, we can be high-powered, but it's always one or two things. You guys were able to put it together really in all phases for the first time this season. What changed throughout this week to allow you to go out and do that? Um, you know, I just harping on, you know, playing our best football the entire season. I think coming in on Wednesday and kind of spreading that and, and getting that same contagious around the building um, and, and really feeling it and not only saying it, but doing um, it in the film room and in the meeting room and, and on the practice field. You said it a minute ago, this team's built to win in week 17, week 18. Why is that? Uh, just the, just, just the, the, the product that we put on the field. Guys don't want to tackle us. Um, down the stretch, you know, when it gets cold on these away games, you know, they don't really, you know, we got physical runners. We got guys that make people miss in space. We're physical um, up front on the, def- on the defensive line, man, and, and on the back end. And, uh, you know, that, that's the brand of football that wins down the stretch, man. And most importantly, you know, you know got to continue to stay healthy, of course. And, uh, you know, that's going to be the main thing. But, um, you know, this is just what we're built to do. Being a nice guy is a good thing. It's all you, man. No you. doubt, no doubt, man. Hey, Johnny. Hey, uh... <clears throat> Did you sense that the team turned the corner today, putting everything together? We definitely took a foot in the right direction um, and, and got and got to where we, um, you know, know we can go and continue to put ourselves in a good position, um, you know, down the stretch. And uh, just another one. I know you got to go. Um, the screen, coach said the screen play was a big, uh, big play to keep the drive going there. Mm-hmm. What did you see on that? And looked like he was trying to go sixty-one again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, just yeah, just knowing. Uh, you know, we, we you, you find that hidden yardage in the game, and um, you know to you know most 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 uh, you know teams in this league will look at third and fifteen. You know, kind of you know on a minus fifty behind a minus fifty. You know, you would kind of look at that as a you know a throwaway down. You know what I mean? Let's just flip the field position. But um, coach, you know, we got a lot of guys that can get the ball in, in their hands and make plays. And um, you know, Arsman trusted me to do that for a long time now. So just got to continue to uh, answer when my name is called. All right, that was John Hill. So we heard from uh, Coach Arthur Smith out of the locker room uh, at the podium, Arnold Ebicady, Taylor Heineke, Calais Campbell, Zach Harrison, Kyle Pitts, Jesse Bates, 
For John Robinson and John Smith, we're going to take a break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and I want to let you know about a special offer that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has for you. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're going to get here to some notes and uh, so forth and some of our mailbag questions that you all uh, checked in with uh, on Twitter. You know, after the game, we said, what are your thoughts on the victory? And so we've got, you know, 50, we're up to 60 likes and 60 uh, responses. So we'll, we won't go through all 60, but we'll give you all a good little sampling of what the fans are feeling like after this game. But let's go through the notes here, post-game notes. Uh, The Falcons offense had over 406 total net yards, including 177 on the ground. Atlanta gained more than 400 yards of total offense for the sixth time this season. Tied for second in the NFL, trailing only San Francisco uh, with eight. And that's what uh, Heineke was talking about, the self-inflicted wounds and shooting themselves in the foot. They've been moving the ball all year, but uh, turnovers have killed them and, you know, penalties at the inopportune time. Today they scored on seven possessions. Yeah, they would have liked to have gotten in the red zone and scored more, but they just field goaled them to death today. And um, that was the type of clean game they had been trying to play. Once they got better, or once they get better, you know, those field goals are turning to touchdowns. You'll be able to, to beat some people here in this kind of watered-down National Football League. Now, the um, Falcons offense rushed for more than 150 yards for the fifth time this season, tied for fourth in the league. Uh, they averaged 5.9 per rush, which is the highest mark since week five of 2020 by Carolina, which was 6.9. Uh, Since week 12, the Falcons have four touchdowns of at least 20 yards, uh, air yards, the most in in the NFL over that span. So that was the Kyle Pitts touchdown today, 24-yard touchdown pass. 
the Falcons' defense had six sacks on Sunday, their most this season. They also had five against Washington. Uh, that was their previous high this season, and it's the most since they had seven against Arizona in week 15 of 2018. Uh, the Falcons' defense also held the coach to fewer than 100 yards rushing, 92. Marking the sixth time this season, Atlanta has held opponents to fewer than 100 yards on the ground. And uh, Drake London, the wide receiver, served as the sixth captain for this game. Uh, we went over Taylor's uh, Heineke stats, 23 of 33 for 69.7% to 29. One touchdown, 99.2 passer rating. But John uh, Robinson with 122 total yards from scrimmage, 72 rushing, 50 receiving. He eclipsed 100 yards from scrimmage for the fifth time this season. Running back Tyler Algier had 69 yards on nine carries, including a 31-yard touchdown run and also a 19-yard reception in the second quarter. Kyle Pitts had three catches for 49 yards, uh, one touchdown, his third of the season, just uh, his sixth of his career. Uh, Drake London had three for 39. He ran tough inside the goal line, in the, uh, inside the red zone, uh, but three for 39. And uh, Jesse Bates had the six tackles, two passes defense, one interception, and uh, that was his sixth of the season and 20th of his, of his career. And, uh, you know, the um, Bates' six interceptions are the most by Falcons since DeMonte Casey in 2018. And another um, thing is the six sacks here. Let's go. We got some more defensive stats here. Uh, Caden Ellis led the way with 10 tackles. He had uh, one of the sacks. Richie Grant had five tackles. He had a sack. Zach Harrison had a uh, three tackles and two sacks. And Calais Campbell had three tackles and 1.5 sacks. Uh, Arnold Evercady had half of a sack uh, to go with three quarterback hits. And uh, Young Waiku was five of five on field goals and two of two on extra points for 17 points. He tied his career high with five field goals, and it's the third game in which he had five field goals. His 17 points are the second most points he scored in a single game since 19 points in week 12 of 2020 versus Vegas. Now, y'all saying he missed a field goal. Yes, he did. He hit the upright on a 59-yarder, but the Colts were offsides, and the Falcons got a fourth and one, and uh, Coterell Patterson ran hard and picked up the uh, first down there. So before we get on out of here and get ready to um, uh, get home and get uh, ready for uh, Christmas, and then uh, we'll get unpacked or get packed for Chicago, get the winter coat and winter shoes out. We got to go find those things. You know, we've been down south for a while. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get that going. But let's look at the mailbag and what some of you all had to say after the game. Here's something from uh, Dirty Sock 73. If Heineke was our starter for the entire season, 
we would be comfortably in first place in the NFC South. And then there's a table with somebody changing their mind. Jason Carrera. Where has this team been all season? <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, they were trying to put it together, Jason. They put it together a clean game today, like uh, several players alluded to. Apartment apparel. If our QB play was as well as he played today, turnover free. The offense can put up points, field goals, TDs. The defense will continue to keep us afloat in games. Had we done just that in the previous games, we would have four more Ws. We have a top 10 D when the offense can play well for four quarters. It's nice. Uh, Justin Tanner. All right. One of my guys. Uh, it's nice that one uh, ATL native and so forth. Justin checking in for us. Uh, it's just nice to add one to the win column. Frances Tabor, she's still mad at the coach. It doesn't change that the HC needs to go. Okay, we're going to um, – Falcons Heartache says, every game is up for grabs. This team can play well, and when they do, they have a chance to win. All right, we'll give Scotty Morgan and then Cliff a couple rounds here, and then we'll – Get on out of here and start getting ready for the Bears game. Or get ready for Christmas first. We're going to enjoy that. And then we'll get ready for the Bears game. Best defensive game of the year, mainly due to the offense being able to stay on the field on some sustained drives. Heineke was very apprehensive on his passes, caused him to be late on most. Lucky several were not turnovers. I only saw one. Running game was better because the O-line was back. Uh, I don't know about that. Drew Dahlman had a rough day out there. Um, but uh, he was back, indeed. Uh, Caleb McGarry was out. Storm Norton was still over there. And uh, Jake uh, was back in and out. Uh, so, good uh, observation by Scotty. And lastly here from Cliff Howe, we should have been winning like this all along. Let Smith go. Get us a coach in there. We can depend on it. Ryan would make a good one, I do believe. I don't know which Ryan he's talking about. Okay, uh, we'll do one more. Biggity Bankster. Touchdowns, one over field goals. I was there, and there was little energy in the building. Well, okay, that's a fan mailbag for today. Um you know the it was a winner. It was it were some exciting games this year in the in the bins. Maybe there's still a uh, another game. Falcons could uh, get the division title and get uh to host um you know maybe Dallas or somebody in the first round of the playoffs or um you know we'll get the playoff picture sorted. Just check AJC.com. We were waiting for Tampa to get over. Um, then uh you know that would wrap up the week and then we got to look at the uh. You know, Seattle, Green Bay, all those other uh, games where their teams were, you know, seven teams at six and eight, seven and seven going into the day. We'll get that sorted out here as the games play out. And, uh, and then that the late game doesn't affect it, uh, New England and uh, uh, Denver. But we'll get that posted on AJC.com. 
you know, for the to keep your breast of the playoff situation that the Falcons are in. When it win, win out, hey, uh, and then you might not win the division, but then you got a shot at the wild card. That's kind of where they sit right now. Got to go to Chicago, then got to go to New Orleans, need to post two more W's uh, under this under control attack led by Taylor Heineke. So with that, we're going to get out of here and we're going to thank Mark Owens for helping to produce the show today on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You all take care and have a Merry Christmas. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.